0: Hey there guys david barnett here from davidcbarnett.com this week i'm going to be telling you all about the future everything that will be happening in the future and how it's going to affect you stay tuned hey guys david barnett here from davidcbarnett.com the blog site youtube channel itunes and soundcloud podcast where we talk about buying selling managing financing um small and medium-sized businesses As you know from last week's video, I just got back from a vacation. I was away in Europe and uh, it was kind of a, it was a business thing uh, for my girlfriend, Natalie. And um, what's funny or what's interesting is uh, like myself, you know, a lot of, a lot of people in their forties are kind of in their second relationships. And uh, what I have noticed over the course of my years is that when business owners and entrepreneurs um, tend to get back into the game for round two, uh, oftentimes they end up finding other business people, professionals, and entrepreneurs. So what was really interesting to me about the trip is that uh, while the people that, that owned travel agencies, and that's the business that Natalie's in, um, they were talking a lot, obviously, together about their travel agencies. Um, there were a lot of really interesting conversations on the side amongst all of the guests that were along, um, because half to three quarters of us were in businesses of our own. And uh, of course, we're having other conversations either about what we saw about the travel business from, from speaking with our partners, um, but we were also talking about our own businesses. And, and there was a, the age range was probably from mid to late 30s up until late 60s. And so there were actually some, some quite seasoned entrepreneurs that had been around for a while, And we had a really great conversation one evening about the future and about what some of these people believe are going to be some really impactful changes that are going to be happening. And in fact, some of them have actually made some really big business decisions based upon some of those things that they see coming down the road. So I made a short list, but basically uh, here are the topics and a lot of them are related one to the next. So the first one is um, the end of cities in general. And what do I mean by that? Well, cities are places where people come together to do business with each other primarily. And a lot of the times people have to go live in the city because that's where the work is, because that's where the business activity is happening, because people are doing business with each other. And so one one of the things that came up consistently over the course of the trip is people who had seriously invested in big expensive commercial property at different points in their business career over the last couple of years have been divesting it. They've been getting rid of that real estate. They've been selling it and leasing it back or selling the businesses that were in the buildings and insisting that the buyers buy the buildings as well because they don't believe the real estate is gonna hold value for much longer. Uh, And that could be five years or 10 years But certainly in 20 years' time, the big commercial real estate isn't going to be worth as much. And for a whole bunch of reasons. You know, everyone talks about Amazon killing shopping centers. But the things that a lot of these other entrepreneurs were talking about that they seem to think were were an equal threat were things like telecommuting um, becoming even more widely accepted and adopted than it is today. Meaning that fewer and fewer people need to go and be physically present with each other in the workplace in, and so the whole requirement or demand for why a city exists starts to become eroded. The, the other big thing. So, so commercial property being less attractive, uh, by extension, that would mean, you know, office property being less desirable as well. So the demand for that having will, would be going down, but ultimately, if people don't need to be close together anymore in order to do business with each other, that means the premium on real estate prices that cities have in general starts to erode. So there's less reason for people to even be in the city in the first place. And so more rural locales start to be more attractive because they offer a better lifestyle. I mean, I live in a small city uh, with with a metro area just over 150000 most people I know have a 10-minute commute. So clearly the lifestyle here is much better, much more conducive to having a, you know, a great family life, quality of life with your kids than it would be to live in Toronto or New York City, for example, where people can commute for hours into the city every morning and for hours out. Well, if you no longer have to go to the city, then obviously you're gonna be able to have a much better quality life in a cheaper, less expensive place. The, reduce, the reduction in demand on the urban real estate is gonna make huge changes because prices, this is kind of an economics lesson, prices are created on the margin. So if you have 100 watermelons and 100 people that wanna buy watermelons, then the price of watermelons is is gonna find its equilibrium, it's gonna find the point where everyone's happy. But if you have 150 people that want watermelons and only 120 watermelons, that's when the price moves up because those last 30 people that want the watermelon are going to bid up the price of the watermelons because they really want one. Well, if you remove a small amount of demand, you can actually have a huge impact on aggregate pricing. And so some of these guys who've been in business for a long time they've made their decisions and they're actually withdrawing from these markets to try to be smart money, to try to be ahead of the game. So cities in general, uh, going into decline as far as pricing, um, there are always gonna be people who wanna live in cities, but the need for a lot of people to be there in order to find work is gonna decline. The other big thing, which again is gonna impact cities is gonna be the self-driving car and the self-driving delivery vehicle. So again, another big part of the reason why people want to be close to each other is to have a more convenient lifestyle. Cars are a huge business, buying, selling, maintaining, operating cars. So one of the examples that one of the entrepreneurs gave, and he accredited this to Elon Musk, I didn't see the actual talk, but what he was saying is that if you had um, a greater family unit, You know, so you have your family, your nuclear family, but then you have aunts, uncles, grandparents, etc. With self-driving cars, you know, mom or dad can take the car into work in the morning. Then the car can go to grandpa's house and take him to the bowling alley. And then the car can go to the uncle's place and take him and his dogs to the dog park before going back to the bowling alley to give grandpa a drive home. And so what the idea is, is that the demand for cars is gonna decline dramatically because we won't need as many of them. And if we have fewer cars on the road, all of the businesses related to automobiles are going to suffer, uh, go into a decline. And so um, there were a couple of people there that were had been involved and built careers in automotive-related industries that had gotten out of them. Um, I have a relative who's in the auto business who's getting ready to retire. And what he has said repeatedly is that if he was 30 years younger, he would actually be looking for a strategic place based on low cost, so out in the countryside somewhere, where he could build almost like an assembly line for tire and lube service. Because he said once cars begin to drive themselves, then it won't matter where you're located. So we won't need to have auto repair and maintenance businesses located conveniently near where we live and work, because we can just send the car and the car can go and get service. And all of a sudden you're going to have, um, you know, the, the, the more efficient operators are going to be the people who are set up to do a ton of work as cheaply as possible. And that means a bigger facility where you have more of an assembly line type of operation. So think about the quick lube place, right? So that is designed to be more effective and efficient just to do uh, oil changes. Well, those guys are all located in high traffic places where it's easy to see so people can stop in and they're all about reducing the amount of time to make it convenient for you because you sit in the car while the oil's being changed. If you don't have to take your car, then you don't care where the quick lube is located. And so then it becomes about cost. So I, I thought it was some really interesting conversations um, some of the other conversations that we were having were about how this change in real estate value and the change uh, away from commercial and office property being so important and and having it become less valuable is also going to have a big impact on government. Um, you know, a lot of cities balance their books on the backs of commercial property because commercial property taxes are higher than residential, and so if the commercial properties are worth less, if people are building fewer of them if older ones are being torn down because nobody wants to lease them or rent them anymore, then how is that gonna impact the budgets of cities? It's gonna mean that more of that tax burden is gonna have to go onto residences, for example, or services are gonna be cut. And of course, it depends on what the debt's gonna be like if, if there is room to cut things because of city debt service. So this channel is all about people who are buying, selling, managing businesses, and I know that a lot of people out there have an idea of what kind of business they would like to purchase um, because you know based on their skills and what they're suited to and and what they think that they're going to enjoy so if you're on the other end of that conversation if you're on the buying end then you might want to think about some of these long-term trends especially if you're going to buy a business where you're going to be financing things over a long period of time If you're going to be considering buying a building and having a 20-year mortgage, if you're going to consider buying a business and paying it back over a few years, it's going to be a lot easier to make that decision than if you're in a position where you may have to pay back your purchase financing over 10 years. Because the economy in 10 years time, I think, is going to be dramatically different from what it is today. And this is one of the things that I often point out when I'm talking to buyers, is you cannot make these decisions about something as risky as a business, a small business, and feel confident in the performance over such a long period of time, such as a 10 year planning horizon, which is why I think it's crazy that there are some lending schemes out there that'll let you pay for a business over 10 years, because in my mind, it's just asking for trouble. Because we know, for example, with uh, the regular economic cycle that we're gonna have a recession um, or worse, usually every decade or so, Um, Times are good right now, so keep that in mind. Anyway, I hope you enjoy these videos. If you come over to my blog site, you'll be able to sign up for my email list right here. It's an easy form. You get to pick what things that you're interested in and that determines which emails you're gonna get every week. Um, Share this video, like this video, If you want to get help to buy a business, the easiest thing to do is go to businessbuyeradvantage.com, take my online course. It's all about how to find, finance, negotiate for, make an offer, make a deal, close on, a small or medium-sized business. And if you own a business and you want help selling it, head over to howtosellmyownbusiness.com, which is the webpage where I talk to business sellers and show you how I can help you go through the process of selling a business on your own and save a lot of money as far as commissions on the way. And with that, I'll say thanks, and we'll talk to you soon.